This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. got no backups. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning and welcome on into week 10 of the NFL season and your fantasy football season. We're five-eighths of the way through your fantasy season, or at least we should be if you're not an insane person playing into week 17 in a head-to-head league. But I digress. So we are deep into your league, and obviously you have lots of dilemmas at this point. Four more teams on bye in week 10. We're trudging through the buys. Three more weeks of buys, so you can do it. We're almost there, and hopefully... You will not be eliminated from playoff contention. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000 here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. until 9 o'clock. If you've got a question, give me a call, 312-332-3776, or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. And what we do here is we get you caught up on the latest injury news and how it's affecting your fantasy football team, what you need to know. We'll run through some injuries early. We will answer your questions later on. All right, let's do this. Lions at Bears. And now here's Trubisky. Testing. They capitalize. Allen Robinson. His second of the season. Stafford's got it. Just goes inside handoff to carry on Johnson. who gets across the 40. Carry on to the 45-yard line. Stop there. They were trying to pry that ball out of there. Picked up 10. And for carry on Johnson, that should take him over 100 to 101. All right, so on the lakefront, Bears, Lions, sight. This is one the Bears need to have, and we have good news on all fronts because per Adam Schefter, Allen Robinson will play today. Also per Adam Schefter, Khalil Mack will play today, and that obviously is a huge boon not just for the Bears' defense, but in fantasy purposes the Bears defense as well takes a huge leap up not that they haven't been very good as of late against the Bills and Jets those absolute dregs of the league but nevertheless you've got yourself a banged up Lions team without Golden Tate these days and now you have hopefully a close to 100% Khalil Mack on the field we'll know more obviously when we see him out there today but that's good news so For Bears fans everywhere, Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, both expected to play today per Adam Schefter earlier this morning. And Kerryon Johnson, still going to be a true game-time decision. He's been dealing with an ankle injury, and obviously he's been a force for them running the ball a couple of hundred-yard games, the first time in eons for the Lions. So he will be a game-time decision for fantasy purposes. I know Kerryon has kind of made his way up the running back ranks and probably a starter on most teams' rosters. So check the inactives. But for Bears fans, as I say, that is good news. The fact that the Lions are banged up. I'll also mention Darius Slay is going to be inactive for the Lions. And 
even though he hasn't been as good as he's been in the past years, he's still clearly their top cornerback. And so the fact that he won't be out there, just more opportunities for the Bears to take advantage of. I don't love what I've seen from Mitchell Trubisky as a Bears fan, but I will say this. As a fantasy football player, Trubisky, his running ability, the open game plan that the spread formation that Matt Nagy gives you, it is a very great offense for Trubisky to be operating in for fantasy purposes. And with the return of Allen Robinson, who I'll advise, I, I, I'll be a little cautious myself as an Allen Robinson owner in a couple of leagues. However, I will say that if you are in a pinch because of the bye weeks and you need maybe a third wide receiver, that you're looking to. I don't think Allen Robinson is an awful play today. I think, I again, I'd like to personally be a little bit cautious if you can. If you've got some decent op- options to turn to instead of Robinson. But if uh, you're kind of up against it, I'll say go ahead and play him uh, because this is an inviting matchup against the Lions. Jaguars at Colts. The give to Fournette. He's got the room to the 30. 35 for Leonard Fournette. Into the open field. Leonard Fournette is... In the secondary, Leonard Fournette is going to go the distance. Leonard Fournette just answered for the Jaguars. He went 75 yards. So we've been waiting for this for some time now. Leonard Fournette, a full participant in practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you have to expect after the bye week, the Jaguars will finally get their, let's just call them their offense, back today. The question is, you as a Leonard Fournette owner, can you risk starting him? And it's really going to come down to your options because if you running back is such a wasteland these days, there's there's only, you know, 12 or so running backs you feel confident starting week in and week out. And you can add Leonard Fournette, a healthy Leonard Fournette into that list. So I would say most teams are probably going to end up starting Leonard Fournette. But you have to be concerned because the last time he was coming back from injury, he re-injured his hamstring and he was quickly back on the sidelines and this time for a much longer period. So Leonard Fournette, again, good news. Optimism abounds because this is what kind of always the target. It seemed like it made sense for the Jags to keep him on the sidelines, especially since he re-injured their hamstring. It always seemed to make sense to target the weak after they return from the bye, which is today against the Colts. So Leonard Fournette does return in all likelihood as we run through the show today. I'll answer a lot of questions about him, I anticipate. And it's really going to come down to your options. But I'll imagine in most scenarios, I will probably be going in the Leonard Fournette direction just because when he's out there, he is such a vital part to their offense. Saints at Bengals. Shotgun snap to Dalton. Fakes a pass out to the left. Nice. The end zone. Nice. A leaping touchdown catch Eight. by A.J. Green as Andy Dalton put it up and let the six foot four inch receiver go up and get it for the touchdown. All right. If you're an A.J. Green owner, obviously you've been dealing with a huge loss and we're looking at, you know, a two to four week injury. Probably minimum, I would bet. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's uh, closer to the four-week timeline they're giving you. So what does that mean for the Bengals? Well, I'll tell you immediately, Andy Dalton, I have no trust, no faith in in him. I have very little faith in Andy Dalton to begin with. But without A.J. Green, that's it. 
I'm not starting him. You can feel free to go ahead and do so against that Saints secondary, which has been there for the taking for many teams. But I'll tell you, without A.J. Green, Andy Dalton is a completely different quarterback. And he might have a good game, but I'm not trusting him. There's too many good quarterback options out there in fantasy football. So without A.J. Green, I don't want to play Andy Dalton. I think, again, I kind of just spoke about the dearth of running backs around fantasy football. I do think, this, with the, despite the loss of A.J. Green, you probably have to plug in Joe Mixon. But there's going to be extra attention given to the Bengals' run game by the Saints' D because... Joe Mixon's going to be their biggest threat out there on the field. But nevertheless, you're going to have to in all likelihood start him because he's just going to see the volume that's too hard to bench. So Joe Mixon, keep him in the lineup. Now, what do you do with Tyler Boyd? He's been excellent, but it could go one of two ways. The extra attention he sees without A.J. Green on the field, I, I personally suspect, will probably limit his complete upside. However, alternatively, you can say without AJ Green on the field, the targets have to go somewhere. I think we really have to kind of wait and see how today will go. When Boyd is not in the slot, he will in all likelihood see Marshawn Lattimore on him, which is a difficult matchup. And it's one of those scenarios where if you play if you've been playing Boyd, you're probably going to go ahead and start him because you're excited about the opportunities that could be the extra opportunities that could be coming in his way without AJ Green. But I will say I'm a little bit reluctant right now because I'm concerned the extra attention Boyd will see could actually limit his upside. On the other side of the ball for the New Orleans Saints offense, ah, Des Bryant, we hardly knew ye. In fact, we we didn't know ye in fantasy this year. He signs this week and promptly tears his Achilles tendon. He is essentially done for the year. And so if you went ahead and made that waiver claim on Des Bryant, go ahead, feel free to drop him. He will be of no use to you for this season. And I suspect probably uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do not hear from Des Bryant again in both fantasy and NFL football. Cardinals at Chiefs. Robinson to the outside, Mahomes steps up, crossing, padding, Sammy Watkins, 10, angling right, 5, sprints into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, Sammy Watkins tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone for the second time in this game. Oh, the sweet nectar of the end zone, the sweet nectar of the gods. I've always envisioned personally when someone uses the term sweet nectar, I've always envisioned, at least personally, peach snapple. That's what comes to mind when I say sweet nectar. And I imagine that's what Sammy Watkins was tasting when he galloped into the end zone for his second touchdown of the day a couple weeks ago. Well, he is not going to play today. The, or I would say I'd be, it's not official yet, but I would be very skeptical right now of Sammy Watkins playing today. He was limited on Friday. And he's had foot injuries in the past. The Chiefs right now at 8-1. and one, There's not a whole lot of reason for them to push Sammy Watkins and try and get him out there. They're in prime position. They're looking forward to the playoffs. So if you're a Sammy Watkins owner, I would be looking for alternatives right now on the waiver wire because I don't anticipate him playing. It just doesn't make sense right now for the Chiefs to push him when they want to get him healthy or they want to get him right. They want to have him back for the playoffs. And that's a blow to your team. 
But maybe maybe a silver lining in that you don't have to necessarily trust the boomer bust model that Sammy Watkins provides because when he's not scoring touchdowns, he's hard to count on. And I know that Chiefs offense is so dynamic. That's why you feel like you need to get him in your lineup week in and week out. But uh, this week, he is unlikely to play. And that's probably ultimately good news for you, the fantasy owner, as you can look for someone who might be a little more consistent. Patriots at Titans. Shotgun snap to Brady. Uh, give to Michelle. Runs to the left side. A burst past the 25. Outside of the 20. 15 10. Left sideline 5. Hurtling into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Brady takes the snap. He throws it left for Glock. He makes the catch over two defenders and steps across the pylon for a touchdown, Patriots. Pats at Titans. Nissan Stadium in Nashville. You have. Sony Michelle likely to return this week. And that is, in my opinion, a bit of a blow to James White. Although you're going to have to let lock James White into your lineup because of the production. He's given you 10 touchdowns at this point. He's caught, he's just in a PPR format. He's an automatic, automatic lock him into the lineup because of the volume. But I will say, with Sony Michelle out there on the field, it's James White. You can't really count on him the way you have been able to without Michelle in the lineup. I think he takes a bit of a blow, especially in terms of the rushing touchdowns. He may still catch those short touchdowns near the goal line, but you can never really count on when those are going to play out. And I think he is out of the mix near the goal line if Sony Michelle is back. Meanwhile, Rob Gronkowski all week not expected to play did travel with the Patriots on the team flight. So if you're a Gronk owner, that is good news trending in the right direction. However, the Patriots, you can never really count on anything from them. So we're going to have to check the inactives when they roll in around 10, 45, 11 o'clock today to see if Gronk is active for the Pats or not. If he is, get him in your lineup because obviously tight end, there's not a whole lot of Great alternatives to go with if Gronk is uh, in your life, is active for the Pats today. But uh, if he is inactive, well, obviously go with what you've been going with for the last few weeks. Seahawks and Rams. Russell takes a high snap, hands it off. Chris Carson pounds his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Carson from five yards out. And unless you built a wall right in front of him, and even that probably wasn't going to stop him. All right, so Chris Carson dealing with a hip injury, hip slash groin injury. He started last week, but obviously he could not finish the game. So that was a blow. Mike Davis, uh, Penny, stand to see bigger workloads, although Mike Davis would be the running back I want to start personally in that scenario. Chris Carson, though, a still going to be up in the air, but I would not count on him if you're a Chris Carson owner. I don't anticipate him playing. Even if he does, I'd be reluctant to start him again after last week. The way it played out, having to leave the game early and not finish, you know, you never want to rely on a running back who you're iffy about. So having seen this movie once, I would personally stay away from Chris Carson this week. Make him prove it to you. Make him show he can actually complete a game before you go ahead and pencil him into your lineup. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Fantasy Football Frenzy presented by Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Again, Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000, 
That's the key injuries for you. And as we head on out to the phone lines, let's try Ed in Oak Lawn, who has a standard scoring question. Hello, Ed. Good morning. Yeah, I need uh, one of the three. Okay. I have I have Edo Smith, Marvin Jones, and Duke Johnson. All right, Ed. So you know what? In that situation, even though it's standard, I'm going to say I would go ahead and play Duke Johnson. I liked the way the Browns used him last week. I do. I'm encouraged against the Falcons defense that gives up. This is now. I don't generally fall into the situation of okay. How does a defense go against the position, you know, against wide receivers, against tight ends? But where I do actually look at it closely is against running backs. How many passing yards does a defense give against a running back? Because I think that's something that you can kind of see play out week in and week out, Ed. It's not based on a few broken plays here or there that kind of skew the stats. And the Falcons are the absolute worst in terms of defending the pass when the running backs get the ball. So because And look, you can see why. They're without so many critical players in their secondary. Their lineback, linebacking core is a mess. So I think Duke Johnson has a good game today, Ed. I would say, I would say go ahead and play him. Appreciate it. Thank no you. No problem. All right. Ed drops off, leaves the line open for you at 312-332-3776. Let's try Gerald in Hoffman Estates. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, thanks up, for taking my call this morning. Uh, appreciate all the help you guys give me every week. I've actually gone from eighth place up to fourth place in my league. Oh, uh, thank nice. You. Let's make a make a run, Gerald. Love it. Uh, here's where. Thank you very much with your help. I think I will. Uh, I need two of the next uh, the next four. These are wide receivers. I've got Baldwin, Lockett, Cooper, and Robinson. And keep in mind, Wilson is my quarterback. All right. So, Gerald, do you have a uh, – is it uh, standard or PPR? Standard, sir. All right. So, yeah, with Wilson, uh, let's – we boy, I can't tell you, even though it's the Rams, we could see that one getting out of hand, and you can you can make the argument right. that the Seahawks could be playing catch-up. But I never like to fall, yeah. into, fall into the predict, predicting the game flow because it's just it's just too fluky. One turnover – the, you know, early in the game, and all of a sudden right. the Seahawks are ahead, and they're they're playing ground control just to try and prevent the Rams' offense from being out on the field. And you can quickly see that going awry. So yeah. this is where I I, I kind of just look for the best players. And with you having Wilson in this scenario, I'm going to say I would say go ahead and start Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper. I I liked what I saw from Amari Cooper last Monday night by the Cowboys. It wasn't great by any means, but I think right. you know another week into the offense, just the way. They operate with Jerry Jones, you know, kind of looking over uh, Jason Garrett's shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised if Amari Cooper sees a bigger target share this week. And I look, I love the Bears offense and the opportunities that come with it. And I'm encouraged by Allen Robinson being a full participant in practice each day this week. I just think the opportunity is going to be there for uh, Mitch to take advantage of. And I think the volume and not getting trying to guess between Baldwin and Lockett week to week, who's right. going to have the bigger day can be a headache. I think one of them prob- <laughs> probably will have a good good game this week as to which one, yeah. you know, your guess is as good as mine. And with you having Wilson, I like kind of diversifying your portfolio, right. if you will. I'd go Cooper Robinson. Jeff, we're on, the, we're on the same page, but you just confirmed what I was thinking in the back of my mind. And uh, once again, thanks for all you guys. Selfie Sunder and uh, see you next weekend. Buddy. All right, Gerald, our pleasure. Great minds think alike. I love it. All right, let's uh, head on out to Champagne and Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? 
Very well. Better than the Illini. Yeah. <laughs> My heart's broken. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> you. Well, you can't be too invested these days in the in Illini football. Well, you know, I thought they'd do better than uh, than they did yesterday. They, they should deserve two losses for that. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. What do you got, Matt? Uh, Okay, well, so I have a pretty solid started lineup, but I'm confused as to what to do with my flex, and I have a little bit of a predicament. So I'm going to give you my starting lineup, and then I'm going to just ask you what I should do with my flex, and I'll tell you my bench, too. Uh, I got Elliott and Howard as my starting running backs. I got Allen and Woods as my, as my starting wide receivers. And right now I have Njoku in at my tight end. Mm-hmm. And I need a flex. Okay. So I have Cohen, Michelle, Cooper, Kate, and Ebron. Okay. And, what uh, would you do? <laughs> so you, and you have the the half point PPR, right? I see there. So, yep. like, let's let's immediately rule out Eric Ebron. He, since the return of Jack Doyle, he's essentially he's not seeing you know he's barely seeing double digit snaps right now with Jack Doyle in the in the uh, mix back in the mix for the Colts. Now, certainly he's catching touchdowns, which is nice, but I think that's hard to count on when you're only out there for seven, eight routes per game. You know, he yep, might be, yep. he, he may score the touchdown, but Ebron needs that in order to make his week right now. It's not the same as it was earlier in the year when Doyle wasn't there. So eliminate okay. him right out of the bat. For me, yep. you know, I'm looking at Cohen and Michelle. And as I say, Michelle, I think to myself, you know, the Patriots are so hard to get a read on. Wouldn't be surprised at all if in, in his first week back, Michelle's kind of eased into action especially returning from, you know, the knee injury. So it's one of those situations where, Michelle, I'm going to stay away from him for one week, especially mostly because you have good options. In some scenarios, I could see myself starting Sony Michelle, but that would depend on who I'm, you know, looking at. And with Tariq Cohen again, same, same, same philosophy with Allen Robinson that I just talked about. I love what Nagy does. I think he puts them in so many great opportunities. I think Tariq mm-hmm. Cohen's your play in the half-point PPR, which also plays to his strength. And I keep Howard in my lineup, too, huh? Yeah, like, and again, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, uh, you know, what I just said. The opportunities yeah. should be there. You know, I, I think they'll be... I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see a couple of short goal-line touchdowns from Howard as well, but it's not like they can't be productive because even though they, you know, play the same position, the truth is... In fantasy football these days, there's so many running backs who are viable options in PPR formats, and Tariq Cohen is certainly that, despite you starting Jordan Howard as well. Yeah, have they both produced in one game yet this year? I'd have to go back and look um, specifically. I feel like there may have been, like, you know, and again, how define produced, you know, are you talking double-digit points? I think there might have been one game where, but, like, you know, you can still get by. Sometimes we, we chase the perfect lineup, and the reality uh. is that you might be able to, between the two of them, cobble together a 25, 30-point effort, you know, mostly because one guy goes off, but it's sometimes impossible to predict which guy that's going to be. But if you have them both well, in your life... I'm just going to assume the Beloved are going to put up a 50-burger today. So. I, I think oh. it, I'm with, it sets up, Matt, for a nice day. There's so many injured Lions right now, both offensively yeah. and defensively, and they were a mess without Golden Tate last week giving up 10 sacks. And that wasn't all on the offensive line. Half of those, to me, were situations where Golden Tate, a veteran, you know, knowing which routes 
option routes that Stafford likes to throw. I think Golden Tate would have probably bailed him out of a couple of sacks at least last week. And it's one of those situations where I could see this Dolphin, uh, the Lions continuing to struggle offensively and just setting up short fields for the Bears all day long. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. No problem, Matt. I appreciate the phone call. That leaves the line open for you at 312-332-3776. Of course, Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning. We'll have plenty of more Bears-Lions talk coming up at 9 o'clock as Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner take over with Chicago's NFL Game Day. They'll be checking in at Soldier Field with Jeff Dickerson as well. So they will have all the information you need about Bears and Lions. But... Keep it here because we've got plenty more fantasy football information for you right here on ESPN 1000. What do you mean the phone line is busy and you can't get through? Might want to wake up a little earlier next week. Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Yes, we're here for you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller. If you have a fantasy football question, tweet at me at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And I will do my best to answer that for you before the games start at noon. I offer up the caveat as well. If you hit me up on Twitter, the sooner the better because as you, you know, as 11.55 approaches and lineups lock... It doesn't do you any good if you just tweet me at 11.54. Sometimes I don't read it quick enough. So just a uh, little uh, tip for all you Twitter fans out there. All right. So I'm going to touch on Le'Veon Bell because we now have multiple reports saying not to expect Bell to return on Tuesday, which which would make him ineligible to play this season. And obviously, if you've been hanging with him all year... You were probably grasping at the last straws, hoping against hope he might return. And it looks like that is unlikely. I will throw out the caveat that we have heard multiple different reports stating when Le'Veon Bell would actually return. And so the truth is they have all been wrong at this point. As I recall, he was going to return the first week of practice before week one i recall he was going to return by week seven or eight right around the bye week he did neither and now we're hearing that he will not report on tuesday so take that for what it's worth because every report so far has been wrong i wouldn't be completely stunned if he had a change of heart took the cash that he could and just played out the season but Again, it looks like right now, from what we're hearing, he will not play this year. And if you're a Bell owner, what do you do? If someone comes in with a last-second trade offer, should you deal them for anything you can? I would say, look, if someone's offering you a middling wide receiver for Le'Veon Bell, I would just reject it out of hand because there's, there's plenty of wide receiver threes out there on the waiver wire that you can go just go snap up. And you would hate to deal Bell on Monday and have him report on Tuesday. But I am not very optimistic. And if someone actually came in with something of value, like a top 15 running back, because they were were trying to be shrewd and believe that Bell might return, 
I would probably go ahead and make that deal. Now, the question is, where's the top 15 running back for you? You know, is it right around a Leonard Fournette, a Joe Mixon, maybe a David Johnson in that area? If one of those players was offered up to you, maybe, maybe you know what, even if Tariq Cohen, Mark Ingram, if someone offered up maybe a, maybe a top 18 running back, I would go ahead and do that deal for Le'Veon Bell. But I'm not just giving him away for a third-tier wide receiver on the offhand that he actually does return and the reports are wrong yet again. So that's kind of how I, I would play it because I don't think there's a, you know, a wide receiver three that's going to be a difference maker for you. But if you can find an RB2, you can probably use that to make your fantasy playoff run. All right, let's try my man Marson out in Displains. What's up, Marson? All right, thanks for taking my call. I got a couple questions for you. Okay, what do you got? I have a Fournette or White for a running back. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, two scrub quarterbacks, and I got to play one of them, either Stafford or Manning, Eli. Oof. Yeah, that's <laughs> not ideal. I'm going to play Stafford, even though I don't love the matchup against the Bears defense. I, I don't trust Manning at all, and, I, you know, they could pull the plug on him at any moment, so I don't want to roll with him. So I would go with Stafford. And then, you know what? Fournette versus White with Sony Michelle's return. I've been talking about it this morning. Uh, I think the opportunities for White that you've seen are going to be a little bit limited. I would go ahead and use Fournette over White today. All right, thank you. That's no. what I was thinking. All right, Marson, good luck to you. Let's try Harry in Romeoville. What's up, Harry? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I'm in a PPR league, and mm-hmm. I've got a flex question. Okay. Um, I'm looking for either Amendola, Beasley, or Smallwood, and I have the option also to throw in uh, Austin Hooper. Yeah. Oof. I need one of those four. Yeah, that's not a, not a great situation. For me, it comes down to Amendola versus Hooper, and I'm still leaning towards Amendola. I'm a little bit, you know, partial to him in PPR formats. I've, you know, I don't think <clears throat> you're not going to be looking at a huge game in all reality, but I think there's an opportunity there where he could be the Dolphins' leading receiver, you know, in both in terms of targets and yards from week to week. The other guys, I don't feel nearly, you know, like the upside for them is there. So I would roll with Amendola, Harry. Thank you so much. No problem. Jackie and Schaumburg, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, I got a quarterback question. Uh, I'm kind of struggling with this one. Uh I need uh, to figure out Carson Wentz or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm, for me, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not starting Fitzpatrick over Wentz. I, I, I think Wentz is finding his groove. He's been pretty consistent for you, even though maybe he hasn't. He hasn't reached the heights that he has last year during his what should have been an MVP campaign before it was shortened by the knee injury. But he's been pretty consistent in terms of giving you high yardage holders pretty pretty consistently, a couple of touchdowns here and there. And I think pretty soon we're going to see Wentz and the Eagles offense unlock it. Especially Golden Tate might be that 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 might be exactly that X factor they needed to kind of open up the offense again. I like Wentz this week against the Cowboys. All right, Jackie drops off after his answer. Let's try Bob in Mount Greenwood. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, one of these guys are going to have to sit. I got Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Edelman, or Calvin Ridley. Uh, is it a is it a standard or PPR? Half, half point PPR. Oof. All right, so you middle me there, 
Bob. It comes down to, for me, benching, it's either going to be Edelman or Ridley. I'm not ever sitting Hill or Cup. I don't care what the matchups are. They're both in the best offenses in the league. I'm starting them every single week. Then, you know, Edelman versus Ridley. Ridley kind of touchdown dependent in terms of, you know, fantasy purposes his big big weeks have really been reliant on him scoring touchdowns which look he's he's been productive in that in that stat category so you can feel pretty good about that but i in 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 almost any ppr format i'm always going to lean towards edelman the consistency you get from him is just too good to pass up so i'm going to play julian edelman especially when you already have hill and cup i just feel like you just need somebody who can give you a low floor and that's exactly what julian edelman is in ppr you got it, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bob. Let's uh, head on out to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, what's up? Hi. How you doing this morning, Jeff? Pretty good. Hey, I got a, I got a uh, PPR wide receiver uh, uh, conundrum here. I need two or three. They aren't great players, but my, got, my two big guys are on a bye this week. I need to start uh, Cobb, uh, Corey Davis, or Amendola. And would you drop... Uh, Hyde or Crowell for uh, McGuire? So I would not drop Crowell. And yeah, Carlos Hyde. It's. I'm. Did you say you said it was a PPR, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would. I think drop Hyde for McGuire because I just with with TJ Yeldon, you know, kind of implanted as the backup in Jacksonville. I can't really see Carlos Hyde being a fantasy factor at this point anymore this season, especially with Fournette coming back healthy this week, at least we assume. So I'm going to go ahead and say I would feel comfortable dropping Carlos Hyde. As for your wide receiver questions, you've got uh, Cobb, Corey Davis, and Amendola. I am a Corey Davis apologist. The, the talent is just too good for me not to start him when you're giving me the, the options of Amendola and Cobb. Then, all right, so... Randall Cobb these days, I, I, I'm I'm not loving. Like he he might catch you five passes for you know fifteen twenty yards at this point. He's kind of reliant on a touchdown it seems. So obviously without Geronimo Allison, you could see him seeing more work. But like I kind of just talked about with Amendola, I like the floor for him, and I would play Amendola over Randall Cobb at this point in PPR. All right, thanks Jeff. Have a no nice weekend. Problem. You too, Dave. All right, let's try Ben in Crown Points on Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up, Ben? Morning, Jeff. Uh, hey, man, so I'm having some trouble here with my wide receivers. I've had a couple injuries, and by week, I got uh, half-point PPR. I need two of three. I have Taylor Gabriel, Maurice uh, Harris, and John Ross. So you need two of three, and I'm sorry, did you say full-point or half-point PPR? Half-point. Okay. So, you know what? Let's keep Maurice Harris in the lineup. I Look, the the Redskins with Alex Smith under center, you know he's always looking for the the open receiver, you know, seven or eight yards down the field. And it seems like that's exactly what Maurice Harris excels at with so many injuries, without Chris, especially without Chris Thompson. I think Maurice Harris is a, a pretty safe play. And you know what? I like Ross. I'm glad he's on your roster. But I'm going to play Gabriel over Ross right now. Been talking about it all morning. Nagy offensively, the scheme he presents for the Bears in a week out, week in and week out basis is it's an advantage. And I, Taylor Gabriel being in that offense, I like the opportunities for him. Now, John Ross, he's been dealing with an injury. 
of course, the opportunity should should increase for him without A.J. Green. But I want to see it from Russ before I just start him, especially when you've got a pretty solid alternative in Taylor Gabriel. All right. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Let's try Sean in Flossmore. Looks like he's got a running back question. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's going on, man? Quick question. Yeah, I need two of three. Adrian Peterson, Nick Chubb, or Jordan Howard? All right. So this is a pretty strong play you have. You're, uh, they're all good options. I'm going to say I'm putting Peterson in the lineup. I know, look, the offensive line is going to have its issues for sure, but Peterson has been their bell cow, and he's somebody I feel like I have to lock into your lineup and I'm going to say I would go ahead and start Nick Chubb over Jordan Howard, even though I've been talking about the Bears offense. I think Nick Chubb, the Browns want to get him work. And against the Falcons defense that has been giving up points all season long, that's a matchup I like. So I'd go Peterson Chubb. Appreciate it, Judd. No problem. Sean drops up. That leaves the line open for you at 312-332-3776. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Rick in Elmwood Park has a flex question. Hey, Rick. What's going on, fellas? Happy Veterans Day to the veterans, man. Uh, Good call, Rick. Good call. Yes, sir. I got a flex question. I got three. I need one. Tyrell Williams, Danny Amendola, Mike Davis. So I like both Williams and Davis over Amendola initially. And I'm going to say I think I would play Mike Davis because the volume should be there. Especially, you know, okay. assuming, of course, that Carson is out, you have to imagine the Seahawks are going to give him a lot of run. The good news, too, is that Tyrell Williams gives you an alternative in a late game. So I'll say this. If for some reason Chris Carson is active, which I don't anticipate, but if Carson is active, uh, you know, you find out one forty-five, two o'clock that Chris Carson is active, then I would play Williams. Yeah, but if uh, assuming he's not, then I would use Mike Davis today. Okay, no problem, man. All Thank right. You. No problem. Thank you, Rick. Let's try Michelle in Albany Park. Hey, Michelle. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so I have a tight end question. I you either play Najoku or Eric Ingram. Who would you prefer? Uh, uh, Eric Ebron or Evan Ingram? Ingram. Evan Ingram. Okay, so Njoku versus Evan Ingram. And yeah. I would say I like Evan Engram. The He is somebody who is, right now he's third in the pecking order in terms of the passing game behind both Beckham and Barkley. Maybe you can even make an argument that Shepard's ahead of him. But the truth is Evan Engram is unique in that he is a, you know, he's truly kind of a wide receiver playing the tight end position. And I think he's finally back healthy for the Giants, so I would use Evan Engram over Njoku. I just, right now, even though the the talent has been there for Njoku, he just really hasn't been a great fantasy producer, so I would go ahead and play Evan Engram right now. Thank you so much. I'm going to do that. All right. Good luck, Michelle. Hopefully that works out for you. Let's try Steve in Sycamore. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. Half PPR, one of these three. Engram at Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. Mike Davis at the Rams, Obrita Home against the Giants. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm going to shy away from Mark Ingram right now just because, you know, it, it looks like Kamara's got a, a, a lock on that on that job. And if, if, if Ingram's not scoring a short touchdown, I have, you know, I don't feel great about playing him week in and week out. For me, it's uh, actually Matt Breda. I think, 
Nick Mullins showed you last week that he can operate that offense very effectively, that can do exactly what Kyle Shanahan is going to ask him to do. He, I don't expect him to light the world on fire like he did against the Raiders on Thursday night because the Raiders have just flat out quit playing football. But I do believe Matt Breida will be a good play against the Giants because the Giants defense struggles. And I just love uh, what Kyle Shanahan does as a play caller. I think he'll put Matt Breida in good positions. And look, without uh, Raheem Mostert, there's really very little competition. You have to imagine Breida should see 15 to 20 touches easy. And against a Giants defense that's not great, I like Matt Breida this week. All right. Doesn't look like Steve. I've, I've left Steve speechless. All right. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to hear from our favorite 90s group. They're going to tell you all about the buys this week. Right here on ESPN 1000. This is your fantasy football bye week reminder. Bye weeks. Time to negotiate. You know, bye weeks. And now he's dead. Well, maybe here we go. Teams are not playing this week. The Houston Texans, the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Broncos, the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you, PSA. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm Jeff Meller, and as always, we're presented by Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge, eats, drinks, scenic views. Have to say, if you're joining us late, I'm a little disappointed you weren't with us here earlier today, but don't worry, I'll catch you up on what you need to know. The biggest injury news that we know of, we're expecting Leonard Fournette to play and be active today. Uh, Sony Michelle as well for the beloved. Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson return to action, according to Adam Schefter. Now, we're still awaiting word on Rob Gronkowski and what exactly the Patriots will do with him, as he did travel with the team to play the Titans today. Uh, big injuries in terms of players that are already out that we're aware of. Darius Slay, another local impact, the Lions' top cornerback inactive today so that is good news for the bears aj green we know is going to be out for a few weeks robbie anderson inactive chris thompson inactive as well and not really a fantasy factor but sam darnold not going to play that means josh mccown gets the start for the jets against the bills and for the bills it's going to be matt barkley so it's a it's a former a showdown between former bears quarterbacks matt barkley and josh mccown that's a must watch if ever i've heard it all right, so uh, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. We'll slip one more caller two in here before we get to the two-minute warning. Let's try Bethany in Oswego. Hello, Bethany. Hi, um, I'm in a PPR league. I have three, and I need two out of Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, and Josh Gordon. All right, I, Bethany, I like Cooper Cup and Kenny Galladay today. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for waking up with us. Let's try Jared and Chastain. Hey, Jared. Hey, I have a question about David Johnson or Tariq Cohen in a PPR league. David Johnson or Tariq Cohen. Ooh, boy, that's tough. I'm personally, I, I, I'm rolling with David Johnson yet again. Uh, but look, I can understand you've been so frustrated and Tariq Cohen's given you some, some nice weeks 
this year. But I'm still David Johnson. I, I saw D Johnson. I thought it might be Duke. And I would have given you Cohen over him. But David Johnson, for me, I can't bench him just yet. He's still in the mix for touchdowns week in and week out. And the volume, look, with with Leftwich calling plays now, you have to believe, you know, that uh, the Cardinals are going to at least turn around the way they use David Johnson. While the offense might not be great, I expect him to see more touches going forward and and giving him better opportunities. So I'm going to play David Johnson. Okay, thank you. No problem. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, rapid fire here. TJ and Hedwish. Oh, he just dropped off. TJ, I was going to answer your question. Never drop off till the show's over. I'll always try and answer the people who get in uh, in the two-minute warning. All right, John in Franklin Park wants to know he's got Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Mike Evans. John, let's go. Mike Evans, one. Edelman, two. And uh, put Gordon on the bench. Bitto in Logan Square needs two of four. He's got Matt Breida, Larry Fitzgerald, Mark Ingram, and Marvin Jones. Bitto, let's go with Breida and Mark Ingram. Sean in Roscoe Village has Ito Smith or Jalen Richard. Yuck, Sean, yuck. Let's go with Ito Smith, but I don't feel great about it. And that you probably don't love hearing that, but... Sorry, Sean. I can only give you my natural reaction there. On Twitter, got a few here. Need a third running back. Joe wants to know he's got Carrion Johnson or Jalen Richard. Pretty easy, Joe. If Carrion Johnson is active, use him. If he's not, go with Richard. Benjamin Janik has Marvin Jones or Duke Johnson. Let's go with uh, Marvin Jones, Benjamin. Like Duke, but uh, Marvin Jones without Golden Tate there. I think the opportunity should be a plenty and just by volume. He should be a decent play. Let's go with uh, Paul wants to know Marlon Mack or D Johnson. Again, if that's David, play him. If it's Duke, play Mack. And finally, wrapping us up on the two-minute warning here, Josh Parker needs two in a one-point PPR. He's got Fournette, Sony Michelle, Taylor Gabriel, or Matt Breida. Josh, let's go ahead and use Fournette and Breida. And let's uh, wait a week on Michelle and see, make sure that he's completely healthy before you just uh, lock him into the lineup going forward. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. But don't go anywhere because Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael have plenty of Bears and Lions preview for you coming up next on Chicago's NFL Game Day. Thanks for much. Thanks so much for listening. Again, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Thanks to Felix Reyes for pushing all the buttons today. I'm Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy every week at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000. 